And we are off and running. Hi, everybody. Around the first turn, it's Greg Weiss by a nose. Did you hear? see those two horses that had to get euthanized at the track today? I, I saw something about that, yeah. I don't know what I, the... I'm wondering, like, is it normal? Like, like, do horses die a lot? Or is this, like, a crazy I, anomaly? I think the fact that you heard about it means it's, it's more than likely an anomaly. I mean... Mm-hmm. Horses do die, but I don't think, like, two die at the same day. Right, but there's only three big races. Right. So, you know, what, what are the odds? I wonder what that's it. I wonder what the odds are of a horse dying in the race. <laughs> uh, did Nyquist win? I don't know. I would presume so. We need a, a voice assistant here so we can say, Alexa, did Nyquist win? And now everyone's... Uh-huh. Uh, Amazon. No, things. Exaggerator upsets Nyquist. No. Triplets. So no, uh, no triple crown. Womp, womp. And and Nyquist's first defeat. A lot of pressure. Horse couldn't take the pressure. <laughs> Saw the dead horses like uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Fuck this. No <laughs> way. <laughs> but that means it won't get to be like on Silicon Valley. horses oh 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> stunning <laughs> oh my gosh silicon valley those writers are on point especially now that they're building a box mm-hmm. there's like a couple of those like lines and stuff like take you straight to work <laughs> yeah i bet i bet yeah, yeah they're, they're writers who know <laughs> know the business so, ding. Uh, that was me. Ding. Um. Yeah, I I love the last episode. Mm-hmm. I just thought. Oh, and all oh, the best part, I thought it was so good. You know, um, T.J. Miller's character, um, Ehrlich. Bert Ehrlich, right? He's he's actually making a salient point right and he's choking on weed smoke right. and he won't stop hitting the bong right. <laughs> so he can clear his throat to make the point <laughs> he keeps hitting the bong yeah, again. that was that was fun it's a fun show if you, ha- if you haven't watched silicon valley you're missing one of the funniest things on tv so watch it yeah you don't even have to i mean if you work in tech it's just bonus right yeah yeah but oh so good such a good episode here we go. Would you like a red one? The dollar glow sticks. We basically have a supply of these things. They sell them at the dollar store. Looks like you got it at the buck fifty store. It was at the. Uh, I, I made a little. Um, went to Marshalls, I guess, and I went. I, okay. I just made a little card stock, and these were in the thing, and I was like, I'm not going to buy them. And I was like, buck fifty. Oh, why not? What the heck? Impulse you know? items. Glow yeah. sticks. I love little glow stick things. Here you go for. <laughs> Put them into a bracelet. Put them in the beer. Make beer glow. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. This one has a neon green type of glow hue to it. Oh, you could do this. You could wrap it around the stem. There, now, you, now no one will confuse your glass at the party. Mm-hmm. And we'll hear jingle, jingle, jingle every time you take a sip. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a good idea. Yeah, so Silicon Valley was fantastic this week. Game of Thrones was really good too. I think mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. Uh, enjoyed the uh, couple of the plot developments that happened there. 
not even the big one at the end. But I mean, I, Stark, I think, a Stark that managed to find another Stark. That's yeah, <laughs> and that's that's big shit. Yeah, that hasn't happened since like the first season. But I like the scene with Ramsay, you know, where she's coming in trying to assassinate him, mm-hmm. and he's already on to her. Yeah, I really liked how that scene went down. I wish he wouldn't have wiped the blood off the knife before he cut into the apple. That would have been, I don't know, a little more psychopathic. He used the same knife he killed her with to yeah. slice the apple that he was eating, right? And he just wiped it off because he yeah. doesn't want to get that uh, that wildling blood on his apple. Maybe that's it. Maybe. Yeah, it was, it was good. I enjoyed it. I haven't seen uh, last week tonight yet. I'm With the hockey playoffs and whatnot, you know, every other night's tied So you're actually, you're actually paying attention this year? Because you weren't last year. Uh, yeah, I'm watching the... Well, the Penguins are still in it this year, so yeah, I'm watching it. Used the opportunity last night during the game to get the show up because I've been—it's another breakneck week for me at work. It's been <laughs> real busy. Um, I mean, it's, it's a busy week for me too. I uh, Thursday and Friday, I was—I basically spent all day working on uh, this one thing, and the worst part was that I made a mistake Thursday. Like I was. I was going down a route, and I was having a little trouble with it, so I went down a different route, and that different route turned out to be a lot more of a headache than I was ever anticipating, so I had to go back and basically redo what I was doing, and once I went down the uh, the, the first route, once I figured out what my issue was and, and went through that, it became a lot easier. Okay. But, you know, sometimes you do that, sometimes you just, you make the wrong decision, and, and I made a mistake here. Yeah, the one project that I'm working on, I can share this a little bit. It's a little bit interesting, I think, is uh, trying to like improve the um, f- like anti-phishing things that we have at work. And it's not actually not just on the email system. There's um, like two different technologies that help you prove that your email for your company is legit. One's called SPF, Sender Policy Framework, and the other one's called DKIM and what SPF does is for your DNS record for your website, you publish a, a text record which says these are the IP addresses and or host names that are allowed to send email on Avir Systems' behalf, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if an AvirSystems.com email comes from a mail server in India, which very many, 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 many do, it seems, now that I'm looking into it, uh, it helps the receiving mail servers know that it's not legit. And then the other one is um, DKIM, which is actually, it um, basically signs the headers and then puts the encryption in there. And then you publish your public key in a text record in DNS. So people can actually make sure the headers weren't manipulated. Okay. So it kind of keeps the keeps that legitimacy. Then there's a technology called DMARC, where you actually publish. The, the cool thing about DMARC, it, it uses these two things we just talked about. But it gives you a feedback loop. When you publish a DMARC record, every night you get emails from mail servers all over the internet that send you a report of emails they received from AvirSystems.com and where the emails came from and things like that. Okay. So I can see like India is forging a ton of Avir email. China is forging a little bit of Avir email. And I can take, once I get, but also I can see my legitimate email streams and I can make sure they are compliant with the SPF or DKIM stuff, right? And once I have all the legit stuff compliant, then I turn on an enforcing thing, which will instruct those mail servers that it's cool to block stuff that doesn't 
isn't compliant with yeah. our DCAM. Now it could it doesn't mean that these are coming out of India. It just mean I mean it comes it means they're coming out of India, but it doesn't mean that the process is happening in India, right? Because they could uh, have their headers changed. They could be going through some process. And no, they're coming pushed out. From, they're connecting to these companies from a mail server in India, right? So it's the mail either, server isn't in India. Yeah, I yeah. mean, if it's an open relay, then it's an open relay, and someone's just abusing it. But it's also pretty or easy a botnet. to botnet. It could be a botnet. Could be, yes. Uh, yeah, so it's really cool, the feedback that they give you. So I can see, like, I found a couple of legitimate email streams, like passive email, that I didn't realize was happening. So now I'm able to make sure they're compliant before I turn on the block anything that's bogus flag. And uh, so it's pretty cool. I've been working on but this. But this is... This isn't every mail server in existence, right? This is just the ones that support these technologies. The ones that, yeah, the ones that send DMARC. But then, you know, even so, in a given day, how many mail servers are receiving email from Avere systems? There's not more than a couple, not more than 100, right? So. I don't know. There's probably not. I mean, it's a company of 100 people, you know. You know, actually, it'll be interesting when... Like one of the inside sales reps like sends out one a campaign to like cold call like a thousand people. Then I might see like an exorbitant yeah. amount of of different emails come back. But they they have XML files in there and you just load them into a processor and it kind of aggregates the data for you. So it really doesn't matter how many emails come back. Okay. But yeah, it's real cool. I mean, like the feedback part. Yeah, I I heard of DMARC before. I knew I wanted to implement it eventually, but I didn't understand all of it. And yeah, definitely that feedback is so cool, right? Because you, like you can see that like um, Microsoft Hotmail and Office three sixty five. You can see all the emails they received and how many of those came from us and how mm -hmm. many of those were forged and not coming from us and things like that. I think of what the there is a there is an email server thing that we use that we we send things through. I think it has a D in it, but I don't think it's DMARC. Uh, so it puts it, it puts a little um uh like icon like a little transparent thing in in mails that come through our software okay so like a tracking yeah thing? so it's a little so it's a tracker yeah that that's not the same yeah. thing this is a, like this but is I, I mean I, I just i don't know what else it does i know it does yeah that. dmark's like sysadmins helping the right. feedback part of dmark is sysadmins helping sysadmins right yeah and so there's a there's the feedback loop, and then there's the okay. I'm sure that I got all my legit email streams um, aligned is the is the term, and then I can say either quarantine, which typically will put it in the spam folder, or just block. Yeah, I think our, ours is more for. I mean, we deal with companies that are going to want to send out a whole bunch of emails, so mm -hmm. it's a system for for that as well. Right. So yeah, I've been working on that stuff. Are you done yet? Am I done with that? Yeah, no. come on, man. Um, like I said, I just started getting the reports on. I saw Miss Meatball was outside your, of here. Did you get some meatballs? I did. I had a buffalo chicken meatballs with a buffalo sauce and blue cheese dressing. It was sloppy, but it was good. Sounds it was, sloppy. It was a really good. sloppy sandwich. Yeah, we get um, one or two food trucks a week. You know, Greg gets those lined up. So uh, it's nice. You don't have to worry about going anywhere for lunch. In... Uh, around August, we're going to be moving from 250 Mount Lebanon Boulevard, where we are now, which is a, sh a shithole. We're going to be to Parkway Center. Okay. And I think there are food trucks that go there occasionally. They, I know there used to be. 
I haven't noticed it lately, but yeah. I also am not looking for that. Right. Anymore, I don't. So. I don't have them. Yeah. I, and the, the only reason I knew Miss Meatball because I used to have like food trucks on my Twitter feed. And I got rid of them because mm-hmm. it was just nonsense. I think I've just forgot to get rid of Miss Meatball, and okay. I saw that out of your. Yeah. <laughs> They're. Um, I don't know. I mean, food trucks seem to be pretty not good at letting people know where they're going. Some are decent, but you almost, I don't know, it seems like they'd be very important, you know? Yeah. Being very good at using social media. Well, isn't there an app for that now? Isn't there like a Pittsburgh food truck app? No. Last time I checked it out, it was like not updated. No one used it. Maybe they are now, but last time I checked it, like there was stale entries, like someone was... It'll, it will say, like, someone's on the north side, and it was, like, posted a day and a half ago, you know? Hmm. Well, they got to get their act together. Yeah. Yeah, you almost need something that's like Uber's app, where it just shows you where all they all are right now. Yeah. Definitely. Get on that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that Uber went public with their self-driving cars? They actually announced it you know no oh, okay no, i did not see it. so it was it was pretty much common knowledge that uh uber and pittsburgh here was working on self-driving cars i mean their stuff was driving all around our street for months and months now <laughs> it was funny the stories came out and one of the road sales reps is like have you you know have you seen these uber cars in pittsburgh you know question mark and like we see six a day because one guy replied the title of the story should be more accurately uber's test driving their cars around the avir building because there's a bunch of construction right on our neighborhood there and i think they're using that as an opportunity to have it do reactive type decision making and stuff like that and um yeah we probably see five or six uber cars a day they have the big lidar on top and cameras all around the roof rack and then a couple on the bumpers uh, big difference since they put the story out is the cars have Uber stickers on them now. Before they were just kind of black Fords with no identifying marks. <laughs> Interesting. You know, f- five blocks from yeah. Uber's headquarters or yeah. Uber's technology center. So, so they have like drivers there, but they're just not. Oh, the drivers are in the cars. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. still, they're not close to having the person only be in the passenger seat. I don't think Pennsylvania law is ready I for. I mean,. The law is amenable to what they're doing now. The person, a person who is legally allowed to drive a car, has to be behind the steering wheel. That's what it is now. If they move over to the passenger seat, I think that's against Pennsylvania law. No matter how good their technology mm-hmm. is, they're working on it, right? Uh, I saw the Peduto is, you know, he, he's all for tech in the city, right? The mayor of Pittsburgh, so you know, he he has something he's pushing, try to get the, you know, the state to, you know, be self-driving, car friendly type thing. So. I mean, I guess if you're going to try it, Pittsburgh is an interesting place That's to try That's what they it, said. Is... You know, Pittsburgh is like a great test track. You know, you got aging infrastructure. You got bad weather. You got the potholes. You got strange angles and things. Strange for... angles, one ways. Yeah. yeah. Pittsburgh is a... That's what they said. Pittsburgh is a good city. I mean, they don't say it, but, you know, probably another reason they're in Pittsburgh is because they stole half of the Carnegie Mellon Robotics Engineering. Well, yeah, true. So I mean, they, had, they stole it, forty people well, from there. It's it's a mine, right? There's a resource there yeah. that they could mine. But they 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 basically I don't know I wouldn't say basically, but forty people left NREC to go work at Uber ATC, and mm-hmm. it kind of decimated the the progr- progress at NREC. So if you take if you're getting forty engineers, you're not going to move them somewhere else. True, yeah, very true.
don't know. I mean, I've been busy these past couple of days. You've been busy. Anything else going on? Um, plane went missing over the Mediterranean. Right. Um, I'm sure Trump did something, right? Of course. <laughs> when is he not? Yeah. Oh, Mars is to be to appear brighter than ever this weekend. Oh, right. I saw. Yeah, I saw. Brighter this. than ever. It's it's just it's sensationalist stuff. Fuck you, Ken Rice. Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, well, if you just say Mars Mars will appear bright, then people aren't going to pay attention. Brighter than ever. Yeah. So people know. Oh, ever in the last two years. Yeah. Well, I don't see a huge issue with it actually i saw another article that was more accurate and actually it's gonna be the brightest in 10 so they didn't even get that fact right yeah. in this story is it what aphelion uh no well it's, it's close to us right so that's it's close to us and what did they say it's it's an opposition yeah, opposition is what it's in. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, it's, so it's close to us, but we're also, like, directly between it and the sun, so it's going to rise when the sun sets, so it's going to have the most light reflecting off mm-hmm. of it. You know, it's a, I guess it's always a full Mars, right? Or, no, no. Yeah, it's always a full Mars. You only get phases on Venus and Mercury, right? Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah, because you have to get behind it to get yeah. phases. So, well, but, you know, it's the most direct light, and it's only like eighty. I forget what the number is. It's one hundred eighty-four million, one hundred eighty-four million something. Pretty close. As as these things go, as these things go, yeah. I haven't seen any Mars is going to be bigger than the Moon stories yet, but you know they're coming. <laughs> well, I mean, it is it is fun to look at because it's it's very clearly red and bright. Especially when it's bright like this yeah, yeah. because of your you know, rods and cones. It's hard mm-hmm. to see color in dim situations. So, yeah, take a look up sometime. Well, the other story said with the backyard telescope, you might be able to see some features on Mars. So maybe the ice caps and stuff like that would be visible. I'm not going to see it tonight, though. No, tonight is just miserable and rainy and cold. Saturn's right beside Mars. The moon's over there. Hanging out. Doing their doing their orbital things. <laughs> um, any thoughts on the magnet stuff that we talked about last week? No. Okay. I'm trying to remember exactly what we talked about last week. Oh, I remember now. Yeah, I remember that stuff. Now, special relativity oh, makes electromagnet work. Right. Hockey game yesterday. They started... Oh, the the commercials on NBC Sports Network is... There's like 10 commercials for the whole hockey game. Yeah, and they just you repeat watch it the, over yeah. and over again. It kills me. But on the, they introduced a new commercial yesterday. And this was for Smith & Forge Hard Cider. Made strong. Uh-huh. By like... What's it called? It's, you know... Something practical. Uh, I can't remember the name of the cider company, but think. Imagine it sounds something like Independent Cider Company, mm-hmm. Tennessee Min- or uh, Memphis, Tennessee. It's a Miller Coors cider. But I, I looked up first review. I looked it up. He's like, I won't read beat around the bush. This is the worst cider I've ever tasted. 
it's made strong really sweet it tastes like apple concentrate you know it's not i i i looked uh at beer advocate for um watermelon dorado and there were people who liked it so look there are people out there who will like stuff that you don't like well i saw another review for this the stuff you know after that one that was like worst cider ever uh-huh. and this guy seemed like a legit cider reviewer and he's like eh, it's not very bitter it's very sweet napoli it's not bad and if it gets more people drinking cider well sounds good to me so yeah that I, was I, the counter review yeah i think that that seems like a, a fair assessment i mean i don't know if, if everybody is going to like we did think that what amount of Dorado was a uniquely awful beer, but we both came to the very same conclusion. So there's there's definitely a a way of looking at it that makes it awful. But some other people might enjoy it. Who knows? Maybe if we're not in analysis mode, we'll love it. <laughs> I doubt it. No, I doubt that. But <laughs> it is possible that we could maybe down it. Uh, I don't think I'm ever going to let that pass my lips again. I don't see the point. Oh, I don't see the point either, but if we had it at at the bar or something, who knows? If we were at a party where all they had was a cooler of watermelon Dorado. Right. right. Search Google for this. You know, actually, we didn't mention it, but that's probably like the definition of not worth your sobriety, right? It was like a 9% double IPA, right? Yeah, it was 10%. 10%. Not worth your sobriety. Uh... Looking at some of these reviews, see if I can find one that somebody who liked it. Let's see. Look at uh, high high reviews. The highest review, um, five out of five. I was surprised at the bad reviews. This is one of my favorite IPAs. Classic crisp hoppy taste on the way down and a watermelon aftertaste. Excellent sipping beer. That's that, that's mm. not the bottle we had. Pours hazy copper, thick white head, smells of amazing, slight candied watermelon, taste of watermelon with a simple malt background, finish is surprisingly salty almost, but complimenting the watermelon, mouthfeel is smooth and rich while not too thick. That sounds like somebody who had the same beer we did and somehow liked it. <laughs> <laughs> or had the briny melon from uh, Anderson Valley. Let's see if there's anything interesting here. Looks like regular Dorado, smells like fresh-cut watermelon, tastes like a watermelon, feels really great with a lingering presence of, you guessed it, watermelon. (laughs) Oh, but these people are not aligned with our drinking. No, a lot of these people are saying, um, not sure why this is scored so low, blah, blah, so... (laughs) The beer advocate score is 78. Not like 30. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what... All right, so the, the most recent review. F and ballast points, some kind of flavor residue. Or maybe that's the hops. A little disgusting. That's all. Great experience brewing beer. Wait, all that great experience brewing beer, and this is what they put into distribution and continue to distribute? Damn... Did you write this? <laughs> <laughs> the Ford Aroma is for the Popsicle Jolly Rancher imitation. The scores kind of descend from there, dot, dot, dot. So, rate, uh, rate Beer has it at 45. That sounds 
better. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. The highest score in rate beer is somebody but a 4.6. Surprise at the low ratings on the site as I think this beer extends the wonderful job BP is doing with their... Oh, BP. Ooh, they don't want to be associated <laughs> with that. With their Sculpin series. Watermelon scent leaps from the glass and finishes nicely. Overall, at 10% IBV, this beer is well-balanced. Another gem for BP. No, it's not. <laughs> I never thought I'd contemplate drain pouring a Ballast Point beer, but this is the first. But the first full swig of this one brought me to that point. Yeah, I think our review was fun. I think we can just let Ballast Point watermelons uh, Dorado die. I guess it just it 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 was definitely shocking because, I mean. Talked up Ballast Point a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get you the uh, Founders Mango Magnifico because yeah. I had the same impression we had here when I was out in Philly and tasted that. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why the fuck? Uh, I, I started writing, speaking of mango, I started writing another, uh, or like coming up with new songs for a new tape. Okay. Uh, so did you see the Mango Goza? Oh, is that what that yeah. was? Okay. It goes... Uh, uh, ooh, my little salty one, my salty one, gonna drink a bit of my mango goza. Don't don't pull your load here, man. Save it for the but tape. I think it's funny. Yeah, I think that's good. Like I wasn't, I read all that. I wasn't sure what that was about. So. <laughs> I put above it my Sharona mango goza. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe my Sharona just didn't click. Mm. You know, I didn't have enough context or mm. something. I don't know. So. Yeah, think of just songs that uh, you remember. Maybe even like, uh, baby love, my baby love, I need you. But how could we do it with that to make it into it? Yeah, that'll be fun to do a second one. People like that. Let's have to come up with good ones. Saturday, oh, my session. I don't know if we can get better than stout. Stout. <laughs> this is a stout. No, that's 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 artistry right there. I mean, imagine all the lines we threw out before we arrived at that one. <laughs> oh, babe. How oh, many drafts boy. we took to write that? You want to get onto the show? What's this thing about carpools? Oh, got it. So we got a new, got a three-way carpool going on now, which is great. It's such a big difference as opposed to driving every a week, every other week, to a week every three weeks. It's like so different. It's not like thirty percent better. It's like six hundred percent better. Okay. And uh, but when Mark was in the car, you know he. Tolerate, I don't know who Mark is. Uh, the old carpooler. Although I've been doing it for the while. Right? He would tolerate NPR, but you know, he he just would zone out and not listen to it. We were on the way home on last Friday. It was like transsexual Friday on NPR, like story after story. I was even like, enough with the transsexual stories or trans, trans transgender stories. And 
I got out of the car and I looked in the rearview mirror and I saw them like talking about something. I knew they were talking about like all the transgender stuff. So then when I get in the car on Monday and the new guy is driving, he has it on like 1320 AM talk radio. It's like, it should just be called bigot talk radio. Uh-huh. It was completely anti-transgender. And the one guy's like, you know, if you want to play butt darts at home, that's fine. But <laughs> <laughs> wow. <sighs> Well, yeah, so I had to listen to that. I figured I was going to have to listen to Hannity on the way home, but he put on sports radio on the way home. I don't see why you can't just bring your own headphones. Oh, I can. I probably will start doing so, especially if I have to listen to Bigot talk radio. Yeah. But, oh my, like, yeah, it's like, okay, so I am, like, I don't know, like that Friday, I'm like, enough with the transgender. These guys are going to, like, you know think that that's all NPR talks about. And it's a very big thing in the news right now. But come on. The reason I listened to that is because of the interesting variety of stories. And, you know, Transgender Friday was even a little too much for me. <laughs> was, was it like transgender? <laughs> no, that's what it sounded like. The, the, you know, the 45 minutes I was in the car. Maybe, maybe they were doing a special. <laughs> it wasn't a special. It was just so big in the news last Friday that, mm. you know, there was just story after story. But, yeah, I love how, like... Uh, it was like a shitty sounding AM station, and like I'm like, why is he even listening to this? And then he like chuckled at the one like homophobic joke. I'm like, oh, yeah, like oh, okay, all right. <sighs> I, I oh, and like the first commercial, gun show commercial. Oh, of course. <laughs> There was interesting... Oh, and then the second and third and fourth commercials were all Hannity speaking, like, endorsement commercials. Right. Like, everybody has Hannity endorsing their stuff on this station. Because he's a he's a shill who just wants to... He doesn't care about anything except for making the money. Yeah. But it's like, like two in a row. Like, yeah. two commercials back-to-back, different commercials. And it wasn't during Hannity's show. And he was endorsing two different products. It was like... <laughs> Enough of it. Um, it reminds me of. I told you we went down the art show in in Frederick when I was down there with my parents, uh, and there was some interesting stuff. There was some actually really cool like art there there too. But uh, so my dad has a pretty conservative guy, uh, although he's, he's he's liberal on like social issues and stuff like that. But he's um, he's still. He and I disagree politically on lots of things. So there was a there was a picture, not exactly a subtle picture, even like a really great art picture of uh, like Bush and some bombs and something like that. And mm-hmm. and he just he he scoffs like, oh look at that. And I was like, well, this is the place for it, right? It's, it's an art show. Like this is if you're gonna do this kind of thing, then yeah, this is like exactly the place for it, right? <laughs> so it seems a little weird to scoff at it. There was there was pro gun stuff too at the show too. It was Frederick, Maryland. It's not mm-hmm. like it was you know, uh, L.A. Right. So and I don't think he scoffed at that. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to listen to it to see, like, okay, here's another chance to have it listen to this shit for a long time, right. but. Uh, uh, it's. I, like, I remember when I first, way back in the day when I was conservative, uh-huh. right? I remember thinking that 
NPR sounded like a, you know, liberal-leaning type thing. But, I mean, even liberal-leaning, it's still pretty objective news, where the stuff that's on the conservative talk side is just pandering. Just opinion. Just, just, yeah, it's just opinion pandering. pandering. There's, no, there's no attempt to even consider that the other side has something to say. It's just the other side is clearly wrong. This is right. Here we go. Whereas NPR, yeah, they probably they probably will stress stories that they think are you know, I think that, that fit ideologically. I think their Republican Party coverage has been good. Mm-hmm. It's not like you know, like oh, look at these two jokers, you yeah. know, and you know, it's it's serious yeah. and everything. It's not like MSNBC where you know yeah. that is sort of the. I I mean I haven't watched it in years that I haven't had cable in two years so I haven't watched it but when I was watching it then it was uh when I saw it then I mean I never watched it but it was just it was a really bad attempt to make Fox News as a liberal network never really paid attention to it but you know it's like so you know I think the guy felt that this was the counter to what I was Mm -hmm. I'm like no mine was objective news this is bigotry yeah (laughs) you see the difference Uh, yeah, headphones will be uh, will be coming out. It, it's so funny how um, how different Mark is now that Scott's in the carpool too. See, I don't know who these people so, are. Mark's the guy that I was always carpool with, right? And like he would drive to work many days with not even turning on the radio. He just he turns off the radio and just and and now that the other guy's in the carpool, he like turns on his classic rock station he's beating on the steering wheel and he's singing and like he never ever did that before it's weird that is weird <laughs> I, <laughs> really I, weird i can't figure it out he, maybe he got what, what's that thing that you get that cats give you in the brain oh. <laughs> toxoplasmosis or something <laughs> yeah so i don't know if i'm not driving i just sit in the back i got the hot spot but i just pull up the computer no one else opens their computer in the commute, so I'm just like, whatever. I'm you don't answer. just go to your phone and just start. Beep, boop, boop. I use the opportunity to catch up on emails. It's easy to reply to emails in the car, and so I get all my email done on the way in. And there you go. Cool. Works for me. Yep. Beers. 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 <laughs> <laughs>